Welcome to Unboxy World, the podcast where philosophy meets tech. In each episode, we're connecting the dots between philosophy, technology, society, science, and progressive thought. And together with brilliant minds across the world who dare to challenge the way we think and live in today's society, we are unboxing our minds one episode at a time. I am Ria Salting. I am a tech professional during the day and a philosopher at night. And if you enjoy this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter to never miss the latest unboxed episode. So let's get started. Let's unbox ourselves. Welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we have the founder and CEO of News Voice on the show, Victor Lidholt. And today we will discuss the future of journalism. And this is a topic that's actually really dear to my heart. And the reason is because I had this amazing teacher in high school who was really great and passionate about helping us to become critical thinking and conscious decision-making adults later on in life. And so I have been thinking that what we really need in these times is a magazine that we know is unbiased and fact-checked. And that's why I got really excited to hear that the News Voice is actually on a mission to fix the news and to become that magazine that is fact-checked and unbiased. And so today um, we will discuss the future of journalism together with Victor Lidholt. And you'll also learn uh, about how you can compact the filter bubble bubbles, how AI will impact the future of journalism with machines now actually be are able to produce texts and what we can do to fix the news to get more unbiased and fact-checked news. So let's get to it. I look forward to interviewing him today. Hello, Victor Lidholt, uh, CEO at uh, News Voice. Happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> nice to have you here. Thanks. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, please uh, tell us a bit about your uh, story and uh, what News Voice does. Um, so you are uh, on a mission to fix the news. Uh, so uh, what, what's, in your opinion, what's broken and uh, how are you planning on uh, solving that? So there are really many problems around the news today. Uh, if you look to the U.S., there's very few companies that control most of the market. You have five or six corporations that own more than 90% of the complete news market. Mm -hmm. And these are also corporations that have interest. They're like sponsoring politicians. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they give you a very one-sided view of the world. Um, so what we want to do is basically show you more perspectives on each news story. Mm -hmm make the news as unbiased as possible and uh, use our community to um, uh, mm. build better news together. Mm. And um, I mean, how do you make the news um, unbiased? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So uh, <laughs> what we do, we link to very many different sources for each news story mm -hmm. and we utilize our readers to write summaries for the news story so we don't don't actually 
write the whole stories ourselves, but we link to a multitude of sources for every story mm-hmm. uh, and try to keep uh, the actual summaries to just the facts and mm-hmm. uh, avoid, you know, we will never say that Trump is stupid, but we can say, for instance, that someone said that Trump was stupid. So mm-hmm. we basically state the facts of the stories and nothing more, and then you can form your own own opinion by you know, reading the different sources for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how, did you, um, how did you come up with the idea? What was your story to, to end up? I know, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I used to live in the US. I uh, mm-hmm. lived in San Francisco for four years, and being a Swede, in the US, I think you have a very different perspective, like a little bit of an outside perspective on how the news um, works. It, I wouldn't say that it's great in Sweden, but it's uh, much, much more, worse in the US. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are really upset about how the news is presented and how biased the news feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you get, depending on where you get your news, you get like complete different pictures of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's always been like that, but maybe it's more visible now with social media. Um, and yeah, I've always been a news Yankee, so I started thinking about how we could do this better. Mm-hmm. So basically, I quit my job at Google and I followed my dreams to start News Voice and mm-hmm. trying to fix the news market. So that's what I've been doing since. And you, you seem to be doing quite well. How many um, how many readers do you have now? So we passed 100,000 readers, mm-hmm. which is obviously a great milestone. But uh, we're really on a mission to build the world's largest news platform. Mm-hmm. That's really what what we want to do. It's, um, it's exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. So when, when it comes to news, it's it's mm-hmm. easy to think that it's just like a way to keep up to date about what's happening in the world. But the news really controls almost every aspect of our lives. The yeah. things we read, they you know affect which politicians we vote for. Uh, it's you know what we consume, mm-hmm. uh, even how we think. So if we can make the news better, we can literally make the world better. Um, yeah. I mean that's that's the grand vision of News Voice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's starting with the core, right? Um, um, and it, that, that's something that really resonates with uh, what I'm thinking as well. Um, so I, um, yeah, I, I, and you have a, a lot of um, plans going forward, right, on how you want to continue to improve this. Like, this is just a start, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just a start, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. we've been doing really well so far, mm-hmm. uh, which is very exciting and see how many people who actually you know, resonate with what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we can do better. The, part of the vision is also to make the news much more accessible in a way so that you can get a quick summary of a news story. You can dig in. Today you can read different perspectives on every story and get a, an unbiased summary. But we want to pair you know, everything that's related to a news story, so you can put it in the same place. It can be fact checks, it can be, mm. you know, comments, it can be uh, opinion pieces, mm. statistics. Say you read about the murder in your, in the city where you live. 
would be really interesting to also pair that with statistics for, you know, what's the murder rate over the past 20 years? Is this something that I should be worried about or is it just a, mm-hmm. an instance that is unfortunate, but it's not like a mm-hmm. large-scale problem? Uh, yeah. So I think uh, there's so much facts and things we mm-hmm. could pair with news stories timelines if you read about mm. i don't know how many times i've read the news story in the newspaper mm. and it's mm. like a follow-up to a story last week which i didn't read mm. and then it's really hard to know what that story is about oh, yeah. so it would be really nice to make timelines of the stories i mean it could be more than a week obviously mm. it can be things that evolve over years mm. where you can actually get the summary of what happened in this mm. you know conflict across the world or whatever it is you're reading about. Um, cool. And uh, speaking of uh, facts, um, your, uh, your colleague, uh, um, uh, Malin, uh, she, she mentioned before that she said that uh, she's noticed that people start saying that uh, I read this in, in, in uh, simply being able to state the facts. Um, as if uh, we're nowadays assuming that we cannot trust the sources. Um, so how do you, um, is this something that you notice as well? And and, and um, how do you see this impact society um, today and how can we solve it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I don't know the statistics for Sweden mm-hmm. where we are, but if you look to the US, a majority of Americans do not trust the news today. Mm. So it's, it's a real issue and... Uh, really what we want to do is bring back the trust to news and make the news more trustworthy so you, so you know that what you read is actually things that happened and it's mm. not you know just an opinion piece so you're saying so so maybe that has a correlation then with a number of people or well, the increase of fake news people cannot trust the if they don't trust the media source then yeah um, I, I, I don't have any statistics to back this mm-hmm. up, but uh, I'm not so sure that's, that there's an increase in fake news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's, obviously, they're, they're like complete fake news sites. So that, that's one thing. But when mm-hmm. often when you uh, speak about fake news, it mm-hmm. could be also very biased news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a story where things have been taking, like everything in that story may be true. But if you just pick certain facts from a story, you can make it look like something else that you know fits your agenda. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's a borderline case if you will call it fake news or not. But um, mm-hmm. that that's definitely something that's very common in you know mainstream media. If you go to even the larger media companies today. And then, so how do you solve this? How do you bring back the trust to to facts? <laughs> So, uh, I mean, the whole idea with what we, mm. we are trying to do is uh, let people, like anyone, can correct our news stories. Mm. So, so we let our readers help us write summaries, and then they, if they find things that are not accurate, they can correct it, and mm. it gets fixed really fast. Mm. So, if you can provide sources for why the the story is misrepresented. Mm. Uh, you can fix it. So it's a bit like Wikipedia, right? If you compare an old uh, (laughs) dictionary with uh, our 
uh, an old encyclopedia with Wikipedia. You can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Wikipedia is not always perfect, but it's much, much, much more perfect than the old encyclopedia. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think the more people that get involved and the more people that, you know, try to fix the things mm-hmm. that are not correct, the better it will be. I guess in a way that you like you earn the trust in a way I guess because I, mean, I remember when I went to school and when I was a kid like Wikipedia was not a, an okay source and when you wrote essays but now it actually is yeah um, so I guess it's kind of maybe the same just to, uh, to continuously over time be accurate <laughs> yeah yeah obviously I mean we we take great yeah. pride in being as accurate as we can obviously yeah uh, but but it's also something that as we continue to grow we'll get better and better yeah um, awesome. so so i mean there's 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 a scale uh, mm. um, but i'd say we are already better than almost every other news outlet but uh there's still room for improvement obviously and the, the bigger the community the the better the quality will be on the news yeah yeah sort of like a movement almost right um yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you know, the fact is obviously an important uh, uh, cornerstone of uh, of journalism, and as we talked about, also in society. Um, then, then another aspect of journalism is uh, which has become really um, uh, ev- evident and, uh, lately is the filter bubbles. Um, and um, I think that uh, this is my my reflections, um, but um, just to elaborate for the listeners, um, I think that to a certain extent um, and happening more and more at ex- exponential speed is that the, the algorithms have taken over the, the, the role of the editor today. So instead of having a, an editor at the magazine that is consciously picking out news uh, to try at least to represent you know the society and, and different perspectives and every now and then try to bring in news that they maybe wouldn't write about otherwise and um, now we more and more have algorithms that choose uh, what news we should read based on uh, what they think we want to read and click on so um in a, in a way um i mean in a way, the algorithms then have taken over the role of the editor. Um, um, at least that's the way I see it. Um, when it comes to the techni- technical platforms, obviously not the print and magazine. <laughs> but um, how do you see this um, impact the role of the editor of the future? Um, like, do you where do you think that we're heading? And do we have like um, do you think we'll see more other technological solutions to solve this? Like even like I've been thinking about maybe being a filter bubble um, blocker, or I, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's one of the issues we're also trying to mm-hmm. solve with News Voice by always mm-hmm. providing different perspectives. So mm-hmm. we'll never provide a single source for a story, but we have at least mm-hmm. three sources from different viewpoints on the same story. So that's really a safeguard against both fake news Mm -hmm. in a way, because the most biased news or fake news you will find on a single side of the political spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when it comes to algorithms, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, everything, 
you do on a computer is an algorithm. The, the problem is that if you look to social media and to, I am sure to some extent mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, news, um, mm -hmm. online news sites in other forms, mm -hmm. it's how you optimize these algorithms and what you mm -hmm. optimize for. So mm -hmm. if you go to Facebook or Twitter, yeah, it's one, one thing like measuring how much what you're clicking at but mm. i mean the real optimization is for profit mm. which how do we like mm. which content should we show to make the mm. most profit mm. that's really what it boils down to and i mean the, the number of clicks and views is is a part mm. of that um it's probably easier to measure mm. than actual mm. uh, what pay people pay or you know, which adds to show. Uh, so, so it's probably mostly optimized for, you know, how long time you spend on there and mm. um, and how much money they make from you. But uh, mm. uh, I think it would be more important maybe to, mm. for humanity as such to mm. try to focus on other values, like mm. uh, what, what is actually important to read. Or what, what do we need to know? Exactly. <laughs> How should we not destroy our environment? How can we, you know, find a better, better persons to, to run our countries? Yeah, because, I mean, that's really what the editor does, right? Like It kind of uh, it brings out stories that maybe you wouldn't read about otherwise. Um, so one thing is the facts and getting their perspectives on a story, But yep. then it's also getting exposed to other stories that maybe you wouldn't even read about. Um, I think that is um, um, more and more, right? Like we've every human is, regardless of technology, living in their own bubble anyways. But yeah. maybe the technology is enhancing those bubbles uh, of uh, what the, the information that we're consuming uh, are. Um So uh, you, 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 are you following what I'm? Um, yeah. So I think uh, it's interesting. Like that is a harder one to solve, isn't it? Yeah. So the question is really, who do we trust to, you know, select the things that we yeah. read about? Uh, is it do we trust like a journalist? It's probably not a single person. If you go to a yeah. news site, right? It's it's really a, a big corporation of some sort. Mm -hmm. So what we do at News Voice is basically using uh, our whole community to make the decisions mm -hmm. by by upvoting stories that they find important. Mm -hmm. But uh, to prevent like the filter bubble effect, we will always show the different perspectives perspectives mm -hmm. on every story as well. And we we're using some other measures to to try to counteract that effect. So like mm -hmm. if you have a majority of people voting for some type of news stories, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um uh, we can figure out be a little bit smarter to to see lift stories that are from different perspectives that's interesting so you're really getting the the community then to vote for stories that they find um, important um yeah yeah and then i i guess you know like that will be um Uh, the like you will become smarter and smarter over time to to, to optimize for that so that's a really that's really interesting <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. really yeah. up to our readers to decide mm -hmm. what the content should look like. Uh, and, and I think, you know, 
there, there's a, a risk in this because you can get like um, anything from foreign actors to trolls or internet activists that will try to manipulate this. So, so it's we're obviously taking that very very seriously. To mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, I, I mean, we have a hundred thousand readers today, but uh, the, there's already already found people trying to do this that we have to you know mitigate and uh, get around and uh, mm-hmm. uh, so even though we are not that big of a news actor yet mm-hmm. uh, it's already people try, trying to you know trick our algorithms which is I guess flattering okay. in a way but also <laughs> you know highlights the, yeah. the issue mm-hmm. and we have a lot of work to do there to, to to keep the integrity of the system and you know at the same time i think it's super important to have a transparency in how you know the news is selected and how it's edited so that's something that we we're really working hard on and something that none of the other you know internet giants do if you look to facebook or, or twitter they will like remove things they will hide things you don't know why mm-hmm. or by whom or mm-hmm. you know, what was hidden mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just like probably i don't know mm-hmm. uh, it, it's very hard to know that they do a good job and you know for mm-hmm. most part it seems like they may not be doing a good job but it's uh it's super uh interesting super important uh, to start innovating around this i mean uh, like this is um yeah it's um it, it, it's really and i mean I, I i assume that you have a very engaged community with the fact that you know your your community is part of helping to to, to choose the news and uh, write the news and um yeah and, um, yeah so we actually have many hundreds of people helping us write the news yeah. which is pretty cool it's uh so we're a small company. We are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, employing today. It's nine people total, mm-hmm. but we also have hundreds of people helping us out for just because they love what we're doing and want to build something that's better. I mean, that's really a sign that you're onto something, right? Like uh, it's the um, yeah, yeah. I it's like, like you're putting uh, like a little, it's like a domino brick or whatever you call it, like uh, the Greta Thunberg effect, you know, and just like. Just someone doing something and people follow. Yeah, because it's needed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we, we really need this, and I think we need it pretty fast. Yeah, to be honest, I would agree on that. <laughs> um, so speaking of the of the community, and then actually, so um, about you know, like how 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 the stories are submitted, and I, I noticed uh, now with recently with the riots in, in the Capitolium uh, in the Capitol. I mean, um, and um, I noticed that the Fox News and CNN uh, they use different wordings. Um, so, for example, CNN at least immediately before for any violence had happened because I, I read both of them at the same time when it happened. Um, so CNN they reported it as the riots where Fox. Uh, used, you know, wording such as protesters. <laughs> um, yeah. um, so, so what power of the the words uh, do? Uh, what does the what is the power of the words that you use uh, in, in news? And um, how do you 
how do you review it, uh, you know, at scale uh, when submitted to to News Voice? I mean, obviously, this is uh, uh, if you look to CNN versus Fox, they have slightly different agendas when it comes to what they want to yeah. show, uh, and, and in a sense, they are in the US, they're reasonably transparent with, mm-hmm. you know. Everyone knows Fox is right wing, and everyone knows that CNN mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. left wing. So, uh, so I guess in that sense, no surprises there. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that really highlights how mm-hmm. how like the polarization, both in the media mm-hmm. and by extension, like how polarized mm-hmm. America mm-hmm. and the world is becoming. And I think the. Um, uh, social media has a lot to do with this and the filter bubbles because it really highlights you see much more of the things that you like yourself and mm-hmm. much less of mm-hmm. things that you may disagree with. So it, it makes mm-hmm. it really hard to you know, understand where the other side is coming from. Yeah. If you only read CNN, for instance, it's very, very hard to understand how Donald Trump c- could get elected, right? Mm-hmm. But... Uh, if you just read Fox News, it's incomprehensible of how anyone would vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe you, mm-hmm. I, I think if people can read a little bit mm-hmm. more outside of their own bubble, mm-hmm. that would build a much greater understanding of, you know, what's go- actually going on in the world. But also, mm-hmm. you know, if you you probably read left-leaning media because you are leaning left yourself Uh, and if you really want to transform society you need Mm -hmm. to get like others on your side right you need to understand how how they are thinking and why so when you talk to them you can actually you know have a constructive conversation no one will change the view if you just like call them words yeah, for sure. I mean, it's almost like conflict resolution, right? Between just two people, like uh, you, it's going to be hard to to re- resolve it unless before you've actually taken the effort to understand the other person. And yeah. Then, yeah. Um, so that's a good way to approach news as well. <laughs> I like to think we're, so, we're, all, yeah. we're all human beings, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but cool. So uh, another tech- technological um, uh, event this year uh, was uh, uh, the launch of uh, OpenAI's um, new GP3 language uh, model, uh, which was uh, quite um, um, uh, was, was quite a lot about that on Twitter, where um, people tried to do a lot of different cool things. Um, but for example, uh, now a machine can, we can tell the machine to to write um, a funky poem about Elon Musk's um, Twitter behavior and, and out comes a funky <laughs> poem about Elon Musk. Um, and it can also uh, write um, a, um, a, a, an answer on an essay. Um, so quite advanced things. Um, so how... Do you see this now with um, AI actually starting to be able to produce human-like texts? How do you see this impacting um, a day-to-day job of a journalist? Uh, I think it's ca- it can probably become a huge aid in in mm-hmm. writing, and uh, I have a hard time seeing it replacing you know human journalists. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
I, I, I think, or at least I think that um, that's not what we want to do. But um, yeah, um, it, it's definitely an interesting development, and we for sure use a lot of AI at News Voice mm-hmm. as well to uh, assist everyone, you know, mm-hmm. who helps us write uh, news summaries, and we we scan, scan lots of different news outlets and mm-hmm. use text analysis and AI to categorize the content and build a mm-hmm. huge database of news. So, so we automated those processes, but um, I think it's important to have, you know, humans having the final say in what's actually written. That's mm-hmm. definitely the, the way to go, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we are in for, um, like, society as a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a pretty big change that will be coming over the, you know, next couple of years probably next five mm-hmm. ten years we'll see huge changes we already have you know google's waymo company who make self-driving cars they're running on public roads without the driver uh, yeah. and they've done so for a couple of years now uh so uh, there's i think uh, i heard a figure it's 15 percent of the world's population is mm-hmm. um uh, are working with uh, uh, driving vehicles of different kinds. Mm. So those can pretty easily probably be replaced with AI uh, mm. and many, many other jobs. So I, mean, I think that's uh, one of the biggest challenges for our society, how to tackle that. Yeah, I mean, maybe so maybe for journalists, it will become an aid, as you say, more on, on the... The, the the basic work maybe when it comes to text generation and then more of the creative um, uh, bringing the human perspective um, where they will put more em- emphasis on maybe yeah I definitely hope so yeah uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels like a pretty dystopian world where you know all our news is generated by computers without like human oversight yeah (laughs) i i I mean um with um that's a side step right but i i assume that the the, where ai um uh, is going to have the hardest right is is to 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 you know do the creative work um and the 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 human perspective um in, in general across all industries i would assume um yeah. So um, I think that we'll we'll never um, lose that. <laughs> Let's hope so. But uh, yeah, I, I also think like AI has uh, a long way to go. It's mm-hmm. uh, today. I mean, we can use AI to drive cars and you know write maybe some funky texts. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand. Uh, I mean, the companies that are furthest along are probably companies like mm-hmm. Apple and Google mm-hmm. and try to have a smart conversation with your phone. Mm-hmm. It's not quite working yet. Yeah, and it feels really. like we have quite a way mm-hmm. to go there. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure we eventually will get there. But um, uh, I think it'll take some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but it, it's um I, I like that you you believe that it uh, that it will be um that you think it will be a, a huge aid for journalists um um i think that's um um probably um uh, the the um, the 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 most uh, the well the best going forward <laughs> just that they can focus more on uh, deep dives and things like that um right that's even I mean, more valuable um that's really what we wanted to do but like mm-hmm. a database of news mm-hmm. and news related content so you mm-hmm. could you know in the future you read about uh, the protests or riots or whatever you decide to call them uh, or, and maybe related to that story, you can find every single video clip that's, mm-hmm. you know, from there. You can make use it to make research. You can find all the news stories that cover it from different angles. You can find, you know, people's accounts that they've written or recorded or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, so much data that we can collect there and make available to everyone to help them form better opinions and uh, basically make better news yeah that's um yeah that's uh that's uh that sounds good <laughs> um but so so la- lastly uh just some uh, future gazing just in general where do you see um i mean we're in an interesting shift right now with technology um um and, and journalism so where do you how do you imagine the future of journalism in in general um uh what do you think it will look like will you see a lot of uh, competitors like news voice or um <laughs> yeah so there's no one who really does what we we're doing mm-hmm. uh there there're a lot of uh things happening in the news space overall mm-hmm. uh but it's mostly focused on algorithms or uh you know, mm-hmm. enhancing the filter bubbles. So I think what we're doing is mm-hmm. rather refreshing in that sense that we try to build something that's more geared to providing, you know, quality news with, mm-hmm. you know, with the mission of making it as unbiased as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about AI before. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the role AI will play more in in news rather than in the production of news maybe in how we interact with the news so perhaps yeah. it could be you know um like you would talk to siri ask for the news you can dig into stories mm. uh, ask for more information about different topics or mm. uh and uh, maybe your phone or whatever device or the, mm. I, I mean 10 years ago there were hardly any apps. Today, everything is apps. Ten years from now, things will look very different. They may, we may not have phones in our hands anymore. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> but I think maybe the interaction will will change. That we mm-hmm. will, you know, be more interactive, probably with most of the content that we access when it comes to actual information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we may be able to ask deeper questions and mm. you know uh, the AI can dig it up in the database and give us answers on the spot mm, that's interesting maybe even adapt it to your like learning style so if you prefer conversation reading lecture listening yeah um, yeah 
um, it's a lot of um, um, interesting things going forward for sure, and um, I'm uh, I'm happy to see that uh, you're uh, on top of uh, uh, trying to fix the news, <laughs> basically. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing everything we can <laughs> to make that happen. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I um yeah. Is there is there anything um, else you would like to share with the listeners before um um any teasers or anything just that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we are actually about to release a completely revamped app of of newsvoice.com in just a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So that will be I'm pretty excited about it. It's um, really rewritten everything from the ground up to make it much smoother experience to use and uh, actually looks really exciting. So so that's something I'm excited about <laughs> to, to get out to all of our readers and hopefully yeah. future readers as well. Uh, great. So then everyone should go to uh, Apple Store, I guess, or maybe Android as well. Um, yeah, Google Play, App Store. News voice. <laughs> cool. Yes, do it. <laughs> then I will uh, let you get back to, to, to launching that new app. Uh, but <laughs> thank you thank so much you. For, for, for joining the uh, conversation today. Um, it's been great to having you here. <laughs> thank you. Pleasure to be here. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you want to read up more about the guest, then you can go to the show notes to get all of the links. And also, if you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter to never miss the latest episode. Thank you for today. See you in the next episode.